jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three! Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey. A touchdown! If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Power for Soaring through the air! High flying Slovakian! Screen pass here, he'll get one. And he stays alive and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat, he'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse! And for Syracuse, party time. The upset, pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration, step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Seth Goldberg, I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644 is the number. We have no guests lined up for you today. We want to hear from you. We're going to talk a lot of Q's football. We'll certainly get into the NFL. Uh, the New York Giants dropping to 1-6 and six last night, falling to the Falcons. We'll get to our top five, bottom five. I'm pretty sure the Giants will appear in, in both of our bottom fives. Not I gonna, they were top five. Not going to be any lower than the Cardinals, i tell you that. No. I'm giving that away right now. Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL. The Giants are not too far you got, behind. You got one uh, one hell of a cover last night. So I needed that. <laughs> you desperately needed that. Desperately yes. needed that. <laughs> you really needed that. Uh, so I finished two and three. You went three and two. So I, I still dropped ground uh, this week. But uh, it, no, I also went two. And oh, three. you also went two and three. Okay, excellent. Even better. So I that it could have been a disastrous week I felt for me. So good for fifty nine minutes. And 45 seconds. Giants snuck one in there uh, at the end. Eli Manning couldn't pick up a yard on the quarterback sneak twice. They wasted some valuable time. But again, the way the rules are in the NFL, I don't think anyone's going to recover an onside kick ever again if the rules stay the way that they are. But in any event, the Giants fall to 1-6. and Uh, We'll get to our top five, bottom five uh, later on the show. The World Series starts tonight. We can talk a little baseball as the show moves along as well. Text line is open if you'd like to check in via text at 315-288-0644. And again, the phone number... 437-7644. 437-7644. I want to begin with SU football. And I, I keep coming back to the quarterback thing. As I was driving over here today, Seth, I'm thinking, you know, how are we going to start the show? Do we want to talk Giants? And, and I just I keep coming back to the quarterback thing. Um, my question to you to start the show, I know that you feel as though Tommy DeVito should be the starting quarterback for this team. If I phrase the question this way, does it change your answer? Who deserves to start for Syracuse on Saturday? Does that make it a more difficult answer for you? Yes, it does, because who deserves to start is a different question than, than the one that I've been thinking of. And and it's it you know, it, it makes it more difficult because that then factors in the last three years. It factors in the loyalty to Dino, to the program, to the system, to the you know, it, it factors in the buy-in. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that's a I, I think that if you say who deserves to start it's probably Eric Dungy, given the senior, given the the time spent in the program. If you're asking who's the better option, who I think should be the starting quarterback moving forward, I would probably continue to say Tommy DeVito because he. I, I think that at this point he brings something different to this team that that quite frankly they need. But if you're saying who deserves to start more, I think that's a different question. Let me take it one step further. 
Does Eric Dungy deserve to lose his job based on what happened against North Carolina or even the last three weeks? And 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 this is my contention in that, Seth, is that you look at the last three games, and we did, we threw out the stats yesterday, 54% uh, completion percentage, one touchdown, three picks. Uh, does have four rushing touchdowns in those three games. Did have the key fumble against Pittsburgh that was taken back uh, for a touchdown. So it's been it's been mixed reviews through the air. It's it's not been great, and that's putting it kindly. However, look at what Ryan Finley just did against Clemson. He, he went to, he went down to Death Valley. He threw for 156 yards and two picks, no touchdowns. They lost 41 to seven. Eric Dungey went down to Death Valley, threw for 250 yards. Uh, ran for two touchdowns, did throw an interception, and and we know that they lost the game. However, if Cody Conway's not flagged for being downfield um, on that fourth down play late in the fourth quarter, if the Syracuse defense stops a fourth and six against the third-string quarterback, if the Syracuse defense doesn't give up a 94-yard drive where you knew what was coming every single play and they couldn't stop it, are we even discussing this? We're talking about Eric Dungy going down to Death Valley, getting a win in this team's prob- nationally ranked. Yeah, we probably aren't talking about it. However, I still will fall back on that I, I don't think he's played very well for the majority of this year. He has it. For but- the majority of this year. You know, I, he, didn't, well, he, didn't, he didn't... Hold on. He didn't throw the ball well against Western Michigan. He didn't throw the ball well against Florida State. They scored State. on their first nine drives I, oh, against Western Michigan. Oh, I know. The offense was moving, and, and they, they scored points, and they were rolling. He did not throw the ball well, and and as a quarterback, your main function is throw the ball. Right, and he did out. not throw the ball well in that game. You just said he, he has not throw. played well. He ran for two hundred okay, yards okay. against Western Michigan. I, okay, can I? I I want to. I'm talking about the actual quarterback part. The the actual throw the ball and put your receivers in a, in a position to succeed part of things here. And he has a lot to play he, in quarterback other than not, just throwing the football. He didn't throw the quarterback throw the ball well in that game, in the Florida State game, in the in the. Uh, Clemson game in the pit game in the Fair UNC enough. game. He's not I mean, throwing the ball well. He looks like five he's hurt. Or seven games this year. Well, again, Western Michigan. I am not going to grant you that he did not play well against Western Michigan. He ran for two hundred yards, and they scored on the first. He scored touchdowns on the first nine drives that he was they out did. there. They did. Okay, so you're I'm, not wrong. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going that far. They they scored fine. Okay, fine. They he didn't has, score touchdowns fine. the first nine he drives. They scored on the first nine drives that he, he was out there. He hasn't played well in four of seven games this year. Fair. He hasn't played well in four of seven games this year. He did not play well against Carolina. He did not play well against Florida State. He didn't play well against Pittsburgh. Clemson is, to me, Clemson, I, I don't know how to look at that. He was going up against an NFL defensive line, and he did better than anyone else that we've seen this year. I mean, the team, I mean, the team was right there, right there to win it. Uh, Ryan Finley, who's an NFL quarterback, just went down there and, and looked like uh, Nathan Peterman. Um so I'm not. How do we know, by the way, Ryan Finley isn't Nathan Peterman? Like I know that we all just make this proclamation of he's an NFL quarterback, but how do we know he's not Nathan Peterman? Like I've watched NC State this year, and and does he look great at times? Sure, he also doesn't. I mean, he also lofts the ball a lot and and gets a lot of air under his throws and doesn't really look like he's got much zip on it. Like how do we know that's not Nathan Peterman? How do we know he's not going to be? How do we know he's not going to be the guy who's throwing seven interceptions in a row next time? How many times have we had this conversation about? Do we know about anybody that, that's that's drafted a quarterback? I mean, we, we've discussed this at length. It's a fifty-fifty proposition, even for the guys going in the first round. It's a fifty-fifty proposition, right? Yes. So we don't. I mean, the answer to your question is we don't know. Um, he's going to get drafted, and somebody's going to give him a look, and his numbers are gaudy. He's been over 300 yards. I don't have the stats in front of me. I think he's been over 300 yards every game this season with the exception of the Clemson game. 
uh, where he looked pedestrian and threw for 156 yards and, and two picks. Um, so I will I will grant you that that Dungy did not play well against North Carolina. I will grant you that he did not play well against Florida State. He he wasn't even out there for the for the whole first half against Florida State. Um, I'm not going to give you the Clemson game and Pitt. It was it was mixed reviews, and I would say generally he. I would, he wasn't I would say good that against was, Pitt. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, he did some good things, but yeah, I, I yeah, it was a subpar effort for Eric Dungy. He wasn't good against. Pitt. So I go back to the question I asked you, which is, based on all of that, does he deserve to lose his job? Coming off the North Carolina, like, did he do anything in that North Carolina game that signals to you that he should lose his job? They did nothing in that game. They did nothing in that Towards game. Towards the end of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter, they did. They scored all their points in a five-minute span. Right. Over they, the end they of the picked third it quarter. up. Okay. Sean Riley dropped a key okay. pass. And, okay, and I understand all of that. And outside of that five-minute span, that offense looked dead and lifeless. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he did anything in that game to warrant saving his job if it needed saving, and, and it would certainly push me more towards him losing his job. And let's not forget, he lost his job. <laughs> Let's not forget he he was taken out of the game right before everybody's before allowed to have a bad us, game though. Before any of us were talking about this, before any of this became a topic of discussion, he got pulled. So clearly, Dino Babers and the coaching staff didn't think he was playing well enough to warrant him staying on the field. Right. So, but there's a difference it, between being taken out of a game and losing your job because we we established this yesterday, and I think we both agree that if you make this move to Tommy DeVito, this is a this is a permanent change. I think it is. This is a it is now Tommy DeVito's team. You know, Eric Dungy will be the backup, and is there, that's how you move forward. Is there a difference between losing your job and getting it taken away from you? In that he might not have played poorly enough this season to lose his job, right? When, when you look at the big picture, Eric Dungy might not have lost enough capital to lose his job. However, he got pulled. Tommy DeVito now twice, twice has come in and played really well and led your team to gain, to, to wins. Led your team to wins in two games. And maybe you look at that and say, you know what? He's got something here. He does, I mean, DeVito, he does have DeVito, something. There's Tommy no doubt DeVito about that. Is, is a big piece of this team and could do things that we don't have right now. And and maybe the two halves of football, that, or you know, the half plus the 15 minutes of football that we've seen out of Tommy DeVito, maybe that's enough to warrant giving him more of a look. So maybe Eric Dungy didn't do anything wrong, didn't do anything uh, didn't do enough to warrant losing his job outright, but he opened the door to it by playing poorly, and by opening the door, you left the opportunity for Tommy DeVito to come in and take it from you. And Tommy DeVito has come in and taken it from him. I I, I can't look at this situation and say Tommy DeVito hasn't earned the right to start a football game. I and, and I guess that's my problem. I can't look at this and say Tommy DeVito shouldn't start. There's no reason that Tommy DeVito shouldn't start. The question is whether you think that Eric Dungy should or shouldn't. Tommy DeVito against Florida State, 11 for 16, 144 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he didn't set the world on fire against Florida State. They were just they were better that day. He played well. Listen, don't get me wrong. He played well. He played well. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling with this. were they losing when he came in? Uh, I don't think so. Let me pull that up for you. It was that was several weeks ago, Seth. You expect me to remember something from several weeks ago? They were up. They yeah, were they up six nothing right, at the it half. Was, it was six nothing at the half, right? Okay. I was going to say they, I didn't think Florida State scored till the end of the game. Yeah, um, you're right. They scored at the very end. Yeah. So it was Syracuse had scored two field goals with Dungy in there. It was six nothing, and then yeah, the offense the offense seemed to moved click. more. 
Yeah. But again, again, before the North Carolina game, and even afterwards, I mean, their average wasn't hurt all that much. Going into the North Carolina game, Syracuse was averaging 43 points per game. And as we pointed out, you know, tied for 11th in the country. Yeah. And, and they and still we, scored 40 well, against Carolina. Yeah, and we talked about this last week, though, didn't we? We talked about what's missing from this offense. This offense is scoring Vertical points, passing but, why, yeah. but why is it that it doesn't look like it's moving? Why is it that it doesn't look like it's it's operating at full capacity? Why, why, why do we still think something's wrong with the offense, even though they've scored 43 points a game? And, and there were reasons for that. And I, I think that we saw a lot of those reasons kind of change when Tommy DeVito came into the game. The offense seemed to move with the same pace, if not maybe a little bit more of a hop in their step. Uh, the the downfield throwing game was there. Uh, the screen passes were working a little bit more. It just it seemed like things clicked a little bit better when you have a better pocket passer in this system. And that's not to say that Eric Dungey doesn't fit, because he very clearly does. It just... It looks like Tommy DeVito fits a little better. To me, this is what it comes down to. Is Eric Dungy now the quarterback that we saw against North Carolina? Is he hurt? Is he? And Dino Babers was asked yesterday multiple times. He was asked, and then he responded, and there was a follow-up question, and he responded. And he says, listen, the medical staff has cleared him. I... You know he's he's playing he's performing and then he it, there was a follow well I know he's out there but is you know is he hurt is is his arm bothering him and he again said I'm not a member of the medical staff he's been cleared he's out there performing so that's he not dismissed. no he, he didn't say no so I think we can all it's always dangerous to read between the lines on something like this or to assume something my gut feeling and I think yours and I think most people who watch Syracuse football and we've seen Eric Dungy now for four years most of us believe. Something is not quite right with his arm. Two things along those lines, Steve. Just watching him, first and foremost. Just watching him. Him throwing the ball this year versus him throwing the ball last year, it looks different. Right? It, it, there's something missing there. So We've that, seen him a lot of times on the field, too. Shaking exactly. his arm, wincing in pain. So again, we're just kind of you know putting the clues together. What was the other thing? Is that what and it was? No. And okay. the other thing is that we've seen over the last three weeks, teams defend him differently. Yes. Okay. And and I think that that's a really important factor that that we didn't hit on today, but we talked about it a little bit yesterday. We've seen teams start to vet, to defend him a little bit more, and I think this plays into the potential of an injury because he's forced to use his arm more. Teams are taking away the run with Eric Dungey. He ran for two hundred yards against Western Michigan. 200 yards. That's not happening anymore. He's not getting that opportunity. Teams are spying on him. Teams are in man-to-man coverage, just leaving a man on him and accounting for him somewhere. And they're not letting him break contain and break the pocket and go run, which means he's got to be a pocket quarterback. He's got to be a pocket passer. And if Eric Dungy is going to be a pocket passer, he's going to struggle when he's at full strength, right? We've seen that's never his, his strength. That's never his best is being the pocket passer. But if he is hurt, if there is something wrong, then you really start to wonder if he's able to do that uh, consistently enough or or at a high enough level. And I think that's where we are right now when looking at Eric Dungy. And that's why for me, Seth, it comes down to, is he the quarterback that we saw this past Saturday against North Carolina? Or is he just in a little bit of a slump? Everybody's allowed a slump, and I'm not even sure the Clemson game constitutes a slump for him. So is it is it two games? You're right. He didn't play well against Pittsburgh. He certainly didn't play well against North Carolina. That's he didn't a two-game well slump. Florida State in a quarter and a half. So that's my question though, and I, I don't know the answer. Is he that quarterback or is he the quarterback that we've seen over the course of of 4 years or can he get back to that? Cuz obviously right now he's not playing great. It's two games though. Everybody's allowed to have an off day. Everybody's allowed to have two bad games in a row. 
but is this more than just a fluke? Is this a trend? And you're right. He's not running the same. He's not being defended the same. They're forcing him uh, to to beat them with his arm. Opponents are. And, and he's not doing it right now. So if, if this is who he is, then I would tend to agree with you that Tommy DeVito probably gives him the best chance to win. But if this is just a slump, if he really isn't hurt, and this is just, all right, they need to make an adjustment. Teams have adjusted to them. They went up against a really good defense in Clemson, and they were right there to win it. And then, you know, the the pit game was was all over the place. There were some really good things in that game. There were some really bad things in that game, including the final, you know, we have that bad taste in our mouth from that game, the final play where he, you know, just kind of threw it up into the end zone, into no man's land, and it gets picked off. That, By the way, did you realize they, they ran the same play on the first play of the first overtime again? And it didn't get picked off. And that's not the point I was making. Oh, okay. I was, just, I was just saying that they ran the same exact action. It was a bad throw. Yeah. It was a bad throw, which leads me to believe that something's not quite right with his arm. It was wobbly. It was underthrown. You know, he was on the run a little bit. Um, didn't get to, you know, set his feet on that throw. But, again, it was... It it looks like something's not quite right. So if if that's the case, then then I'm with you. I think Tommy I DeVito gives him the best chance to win. But if this is just a slump, then in my mind, Eric Dungey's not done anything to lose his job. Nor has Tommy DeVito taken the job from him. He's been great now two times in a row. But let's not forget, you know, if the Syracuse defense doesn't hold North Carolina to no yards on that final drive where he threw that bad pick. We're talking about, you know, yeah, DeVito's got flashes, but he's still got a lot to learn. And yes, he still does. We, we he can't does. forget he still has a lot well, to learn. And, and to that point, wouldn't, wouldn't you like to let him but, get on the you know, like, I, Wouldn't you like to let him get on the field? And this goes, look, is now this is the, the same, right time. This they is are the five same, and two. <laughs> this is, is now the, same, the right time. This is the same argument that we had about Tyrod Taylor. This is the same argument that we had about rookie quarterbacks over the summer. At what point do you want to go to the guy so that when you want him for next year, you feel really, really good about him? All right, we it's got the same argument. We got to get back to this. We got to take a timeout. 315 437 7644. If a change is warranted, is now really the right time? They're 5-2, and two, a game away from bowl eligibility. Is now the right time. We'll get to that next. Keep it here. Orange Nation just getting started on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. We're brought to you in part by the Bill Rapp Superstore at the corner of Thompson and Burnett in Syracuse or online at BillRapp.com. Phone lines open the entire way today up until 2 o'clock at 315-437-7644. Is now the right time to make a change at quarterback? Syracuse 5-2. and two. Got the 22nd ranked NC State Wolfpack coming to town on Saturday. One game away from bowl eligibility. Is now really the right time, Seth, to make yes. a change? Yes. Explain yourself. I would say now is the perfect time. Uh, first off, you're at home. And I know that it's a, a tough opponent coming in. But you're at home. And I think that is uh, almost more important than who, just as if not more important than who you are going against. I would rather a kid make his first career start at home in your own building than on the road. And I know that the next road game is Wake Forest. Uh, hostile environment, hostile down environment there. at BB&T Stadium. But I, I don't want I don't want that being your first start. I would rather be in your own building. And then to the other point, you say five and two on the cusp of bowl eligibility. Plenty of wiggle room. Plenty of wiggle room. Still can get to bowl eligibility. Still can get to seven wins. Still can accomplish your goals for the season while having him uh, work out the kinks if there are any. You know, to his game. And we know that there will be. We know that there will be kinks and there will be flaws 
and there will be things to work through, but you have plenty of wiggle room here at 5-2 and two to still get to where you want to get to while working through that. Why did Nick Saban make a change at quarterback? Because he had to. What was the ultimate goal? He wanted to win a title. Why did Dabo Sweeney make a change at quarterback? Because he wanted to win a title. Would you say, and this is an obvious question, that Alabama and Clemson, they've got a little more around the quarterback than Syracuse? Of course they do. So when people compare the situations and say, well, look what Nick Saban did, look at what Dabo did, to me it's it's not the same. There is going to be a learning curve. There is, and we saw it even on the field against North Carolina. There was a learning curve. Throws one great ball, and then you know next possession he throws the pick, and you know the game's on the line. Defense bails him out, and then you know he comes up big in overtime. We saw we saw the growing pains in the short amount of time that he was in the game on Saturday. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I I do think that the thing that they all have in common, and this is going to be weird to lump in Syracuse with Alabama and Clemson. But the moves would be about taking that next step forward for the program, for the team, right? Alabama was sitting at halftime of a national championship game, and they said, well, do we want to lose this game with the guy who we came here with, or do we want to win the game? They wanted to take the step forward. They wanted to win the game. They put the backup in. Uh, Clemson, we can get to that. Maybe we get to the playoff. Maybe we get to the playoff with Kelly Bryant. We probably do. Or we can get to the championship game, probably maybe win the championship game with Trevor Lawrence. They want to take that step forward. Syracuse with Eric Dungy. Could they go accomplish their goals? Could they win six, seven, eight games this year with Eric Dungy? Sure, they could. But Tommy DeVito is the guy next year and the year after. So if they can still win six or seven with Tommy this year and then go into next year with him having half a season of reps under his belt, while he's the better, uh, he he might be the better option to make this more dynamic this year. See, that's why it might be worth it. That's why it's not the same. You just said they still win six or seven games this year, and that's to me. Again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but do you think that Tommy DeVito would win more games at quarterback this year than Eric Dungy? No, but isn't right. this about the future? Isn't this now? Well, isn't this also though when you when you factor in this, when you factor in this specific quarterback discussion, question, whatever you want to call it, I hate quarterback controversy. Whatever question you want to ask, say, whatever term you want to use. Don't you also have to factor in the fact that he is a redshirt freshman who you're hoping to have around for two or three more years, who you're saying, all right, program's in your hands. And, and I'm so, not... let's, so so next year when the schedule is set up for eight, nine, ten wins, or the year after when you're set up for the same number, don't you want him to be more ready and have more reps under his belt? Yes, but I'm not suggesting that if you pick Eric Dungy that we don't see Tommy DeVito until you know late August of 2019. I, that's fine if you want to play them both. This, is, this comes down to me about who you start, because if you go with DeVito, then essentially you're signaling you know, you're done with Eric Dungy. Right, I mean, if you if you start Tommy DeVito, then what is the point of playing both quarterbacks? I can see that if you start Dungy playing both quarterbacks, but if you start DeVito, then you've made the decision that we're turning the page and you're looking at the future. So why would you put Dungy in there other than if it's like a fourth and one and you want him to run the ball? I don't. You're know. signaling the end of, of Eric Dungy, and I guess all I'm saying is is that. That's why it's different. Clemson and Alabama, they wanted to win extra games that year and win a national title. Yes, they did. Syracuse, you're talking about his building future and whether or not they're going to turn the corner. I would make the case that Eric Dungy has helped them turn the corner and that I'm not sure if you go with Tommy DeVito, if you start Tommy DeVito and play out the year with him at quarterback versus Dungy, I'm not sure that the end result of your of your record is going to be any different. I'm not, I, I'm not convinced of that. 
And so this isn't about if you make the change, it's, it's not, not about, about this year. year. It's not. No. So you just said it's the same. It's not the same because Alabama and Clemson were trying for no. that year to win a national I said, title. I said it's the same in regards to taking the step forward with your program. But I think but my, it, I would make the case you already have with so Dungey. But but Dungey's gone. Dungey's gone in a month and a half. He's not gone yet. But and he is in a month and a half. They're five and two right now. They're five and two. Yes, this they is are. not a program. And, and we talked about this before the year. And I, you know, we said at what point, you know, is does the Tommy DeVito era begin? I certainly did not have five and two on the table. Is that's <laughs> when the Tommy DeVito era begins? They're a game away from bowl eligibility. You're going to make a change now? Yes, yes. If it's what's best for the health of your program, you have to do it. If it's what's best for your program, you make the change. I'm not sure it is though. I'm not sure it is this year. Not this year. Program, not season. Program, not season. Big picture. Does, does that does it hurt you down the road if he makes the change now? I mean, you know, people are crushing Saban for doing it, or you know, Dabo for doing it, and turning his back on you know Kelly Bryant who went sixteen and two. Does this hurt you down the road in recruiting when Why? somebody looks at this situation and says, "I don't think so." The dude was with you for three years. He was a four-year starter, and you know he had two bad games, and you turned his back. You turned your back on him. D- does that have ramifications down the road? I don't think so. Okay, I'm not sure you're right a about different. that. How don't you? He had two bad games. Jalen Hurts went to title games. Dude, Kelly Bryant was what sixteen and two. That's the point, though, is that I get those programs making the change when they did. They they had national titles. Syracuse is not winning a national title this year. No. Or next year. I just I think there are a lot of this is not as simple as saying we like Tommy DeVito's arm, he's gonna start now. There are a lot of ramifications with this decision. I just you gotta think it through. I, I just the more I think about it, I'm not sure this is the right time to do it. Unless Dungy is hurt. That I keep coming back to that. If his arm is Causing him problems, and we it looks like it is, but you know Dino Babers publicly Nobody will is saying ever admit it, but it looks like Dino it is. Babers publicly is saying no that he's been cleared and he's he's out there. So if that's the case and he's just in a slump, then I don't think he's lost his job. If he's hurt, then fine. Go to the redshirt freshman. Let's go to the phone line. Scooter in Jamesville kicking us off today on the show. Hey, Scooter. Hey guys, a couple of things. First of all, it's a great discussion. I think it's the gray area. I don't think there's any really right or wrong answer. We're going to find out next five games. But uh, a couple of things about, you know, you're talking about that fourth down play, and I'm, I'm going back to the second down play where it, it just showed Dungy's arm. There is something wrong when he short hopped a flat yeah. pass. If he, if, he, if, he, if he completes it, it's a first down, and there's no fourth down. Also, in the Carolina game, he throws a flat pass where it looks like a screen pass, where it looks like the if he – he hits him in stride. It's it's a touchdown. So it looks you know it looks like he you know the accuracy isn't right there. And if it is if it's throwing, you've got to have a vertical passing game to keep your running game going because they're just going to sit on the running and 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 short passes. And if you can't give you the vertical stretch like you know like the Vito did, then it's going to hurt your offense. Uh, I would want to go back, but you know you guys you know want to talk retro. Uh, our biggest win before I guess the Clemson game was Nebraska. And that, there, was, there was a quarterback called Todd Norley who actually threw a touchdown pass to Mike Siano and had some clutch uh, completions to beat Nebraska. But the, but the offense was sluggish. And he was, he was well-liked. Tim Green's best friend. I think he was even best man at his wedding. And in the West Virginia game, there's one Don McPherson. 
and Dick McPherson, the coach, decided to make the change, even though they're winning, and and it you know just kind of disrupted the team because they were unhappy with with the way that you know Norley was actually kind of jettisoned. The thing was is that uh, McPherson played the West Virginia and played the Army game, but got hurt, and they actually didn't go back to Todd Norley. I actually went to Mike Commence, but it's the same. It was the same feeling where this guy here. Earned the, earned the right. He actually won big games, but yet they knew that McPherson was actually giving a better shot to win the games. And it's it, it feels the same because I think that right now, if they can't get the vertical game passing game going, it's just going to hurt everything else in your offense. Yeah, and that, that's a great call, Scooter. And that's why I, I do think something's not quite right with his arm. I mean, you, you bring up the swing pass to Mo Neal. I think that's the play you're referring to, Scooter, yeah. against North Carolina. If he completes that, it's probably a touchdown. Instead, they settle for a field goal try, which Andre Schmidt actually missed. He's been fantastic this year. But instead of seven, you got zero. Um, and, and yeah, if if you're off with your accuracy, it's it's going to hurt your entire offense, including your running game, including what Eric Dungy does best, which which is you know, move the chains with his legs. And that's why we haven't seen him have as much success on the ground because he hasn't had as much success through the air. Well, and I I mean, I don't know if that's, I I don't know if, I don't know if that's why he hasn't had as much success on the ground, but I, I think yeah, that because he hasn't had success through the air, so teams so are defending teams are him and saying, to, "Go ahead, right. beat us well, with your arm." But you I can't do it, a, so now always, he can't beat but, us with your legs. But, but wasn't that always the game plan and just work to varying degrees? Wasn't that always the the game plan in the book on Eric Dungy? We saw him two years degrees? ago light it up with Amba. We saw him last yes. year light it up with Steve Ishmael and Irv Phillips. He is not lighting it up this year for whatever reason, whether it's his receivers, whether it's his arm, whether it's the way teams are defending him. I don't know what the re- but we saw two years. This isn't like two games. This isn't like this is the first year Dungy has started and he's had some good games and some bad games. We've seen him now for four years, three years under Dino Baber's offense, and the first two he lit it up. And he's not this year for whatever reason. So why is it? Is it his arm? Is it his receivers? Is it the defenses? Is it a combination of all that stuff? Probably I, all I of don't them, know. Right? But all of that is affecting his ability to run. There's no doubt about that. It's probably all three. That's if, fine. If we're being totally honest. It's probably, That's probably fine, but th- it's all intertwined. Yes. Because that piece of it's not there, the piece of it where he runs and that's what he does best, that's not there either. You got me fired up, Seth. 315-437-7644. Got to take another time out. We're back after this.